All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 435, Jeff Gantz, Radio, It is a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks again to my buddy Todd Starnes for uh, dropping by. We've got uh, tomorrow afternoon Jason Miaris, our Attorney General, joining us. Friday, uh, Rob Whitman, Congressman for the 1st District, will be here. And there is a uh, new book out, which a lot of people are definitely going to want to take a look at. Uh, stealing your vote. Christina Bob was uh, President Trump's attorney. She's uh, written this book. It's an analysis of uh, everything, it seems, that happened in 2020. And could these same things pop up in 2024? Happy to say she's with us. Counselor, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Let's let's jump into this. Do it. Do us a favor and just remind everybody the role that you played as uh, as an attorney for President Trump. Yeah. So at the, during the 2020 election, I was actually an investigative reporter with One American News and then you know, dug into that story a lot. For mm-hmm. the immediate aftermath of the 2020 election, I volunteered. I was an attorney with Rudy Giuliani in that, that effort, the, you know, the six weeks post-election. And now I'm an attorney for the president for the 2024 campaign running election integrity efforts and uh, his grassroots coordination. Excellent. Well, uh, you you know of what you speak then, and we're we're all anxious to uh, to hear about it. We've had a lot of charges thrown back and forth, right? One side, man, yep. this election was stolen from the very beginning. Uh, the books were cooked. Uh, the other side saying there wasn't a single solitary example of a of a ballot being compromised. And I'm going to assume that somewhere in the middle is where we're going to find most <laughs> of the truth on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can honestly say there's no evidence of election fraud. I know that was the narrative for a while, but there's there's actually quite a bit of evidence of election fraud. The way that I like to summarize it, and it's kind of a, an overall summary of the book, is Democrats cheated and Republicans covered it up. This is by no means a Democrat versus Republican problem. This is a swamp, establishment, you know, deep state, whatever you want to call uh, the the swampiness. The, poli- mm-hmm. the political class, yeah. it's the political class versus the American people slash versus Donald Trump, who's representing the American people. Um, but Republicans very much had a role to play in this. And uh, the, good news, the good news with that is that we can clean up our side. You know, it can be kind of daunting to go, oh, my gosh, how do we take on the Democrat Party or, you know, the Democrat establishment that's so entrenched in a lot of these places. Yeah. And the reality is we just need to clean up our side. If we can clean up our own side before 2024, I, th- I think it will be fair enough that uh, President Trump will be back in the White House. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind, because I'm looking at some of the chapters here and you got things related to this state and that state. I grew up in Philadelphia. So when I heard people, uh, Christina, telling me, oh, no, no, no there, there was no cheating in Philadelphia, I thought... <laughs> Man, what we really? I, I mean, yeah. we used to routinely have 90, 95 percent voter turnout from cemeteries, for goodness sakes, when I was a kid. Right. 
and I, I, I don't believe it's gotten any better. Uh, was it a terrible disaster in Pennsylvania? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, President Trump was up by almost a million votes on election night going into the early morning of November 4th, the day after election mm-hmm. night. And then, you know, using the excuse of COVID, they shuttled in over a million ballots and were like, oh, look at Joe Biden won all of them. <laughs> you know, you stop the counting, you figure out what the tally is, and then you add a bunch of mail-in ballots. Yeah. So. I mean, yes, I do think Pennsylvania was one of the worst states, at least as far as the disparity, like the margin of victory was so great right. in Pennsylvania. But the the good news to that, again, is because the margin of victory was so great, they had to cheat in Republican counties. I mean, if you just look at Philadelphia, there were 700,000 votes cast in Philadelphia and President Trump was up by almost a million votes. So even if they had given 100 percent of the votes in Philadelphia to Joe Biden, it still would not have been enough to to beat Donald Trump. Of course, you've got Allegheny County, too. I'm using it a, a little bit as just a, as an example. Yeah. But the point is, in Pennsylvania, they had to manipulate Republican counties in order to try to make the numbers look somewhat palatable. And so my point is. We just have to secure the Republican counties. If you just secure the Republican counties, there's not enough room for them to cheat. And, and so when you you talk about, uh, I don't know if this is ballot harvesting or ballot, I, I mean, explain to me how uh, they said, okay, well, we need, uh, we're down by a million. We need one million and one votes. Did, right. w- were these ballots actually fraudulently generated? Were they sitting in somebody's warehouse somewhere? Or are they yeah. just cook the books on on the computers and just add a million? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good question. Uh, And because they haven't allowed us to see, you know, we don't necessarily know. I don't know if it was machine generated. I I personally think it was like ballots. They Mm. printed additional ballots and used it. I mean, they needed three days from the end of November 3rd until Pennsylvania was called on November 7th. What do you that's need, right. you know, three or four days for yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to make up these yeah. votes? So that's what leads me to believe it. they actually tried to use real ballots. But because no one's been allowed to see, we don't know. And the interesting part about that is Doug Mastriano was working really, really hard in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania senator, he ran for governor for 2022. He was working really hard to get an audit and just get some transparency so that the people of Pennsylvania could see what happened. And he was blocked by Republicans. It, it was he didn't even have to fight the Democrats on the issue because the Republicans were the ones that cut him off at his knees. That's what I didn't understand in Pennsylvania. If memory serves, it was Republican control of the state Correct. house and the state Senate. Right. And they still, yeah. they did. They just say, no, we're not interested or just move along. Oh, no, they, they fought say? him really hard. They fought him really hard. And I go through the whole story um, in it. I actually sent the chapter to him before I had it published. And I was like, please tell me if I'm missing details. So I, I give the whole story about, um, how they manipulated him and, and basically tricked him and lied. And they did all kinds of things to make sure that he wasn't able to to conduct an audit. And actually, I had been covering the Arizona audit and had Doug Mastriano, Senator Mastriano, and a couple others come out to Arizona because they were interested in replicating the Arizona audit in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they were planning on doing that, but they were cut off. They were cut off by uh, Corman. The wow. Senate president in Pennsylvania, Jake Corman. Jeez. 
Uh, Christina yeah. Bob is joining us. Christina was uh, an investigative reporter for uh, One America News. She is an attorney. She is uh, representing uh, former President Trump for this uh, 2024 campaign in terms of uh, election integrity. You mentioned Arizona. Look, people who don't live in Arizona, people who don't spend any time in Arizona, watched this most recent gubernatorial election where the video was, I hate to say priceless because it sounds like I'm joking about it, but entire precincts where all of a sudden there were no machines, we didn't have ballots, yeah. and, and for some reason they were all located in these heavily conservative <laughs> Republican carry Lake precincts. Right. Yeah, I think Arizona, the, the 2020 race in Arizona, I think is just undeniable proof of manipulation, fraud, the shenanigans that they play in, in elections. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's what they do around the country. One of the things, I don't know if this is the case, but I suspect that, you know, it's Republicans in Arizona that are cheating and manipulating, which is so weird because they're doing it to get Democrats in office, but it's the Republicans that are manipulating the system. Mm. And I just think they're not as good at it as Democrats are. (laughs) And so it's a lot more obvious and glaring the problems that they're having. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's the case or not, but I can't help but see that the people running the manipulation are all Republicans. Do you think that part of it, at least in Arizona, these are sort of the leftover John McCain operatives who just, they, they hate Donald Trump. I mean, then. Yeah, and, that's exactly what it is. And, and they're part of this political class, right? This yeah, swamp yeah, of yep. people who want to control the levers of power, no matter how small that power lever is. I mean, you're looking at the county supervisors, and I, I mean, no disrespect to county supervisors, but really, <laughs> you're going to sell out an election to be a county supervisor? Right. Like, right. that's what they're doing. It, it does seem crazy. And you know, the worst part of this, as far as I'm concerned, because I I don't know, honestly, what happened, because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to examine it. I really wish somebody would stand and say, look, here's all the evidence. Here's why it was mm-hmm. totally legitimate, or here's all the evidence. Here's why it was totally illegitimate. Uh, and then we, we we address these issues. I want, whether I win or lose, Christina, I want to be able to say, well, ran a good race. We lost. It's the way it goes. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. And we move on. But but that's kind of been taken from us. And Yeah, it I, has I, been taken. And I think it's been taken because they're cheating. You know, without, without full forensic investigations, you know, law enforcement investigations, you can't draw a, a specific conclusion. But I think I lay it out pretty well in stealing your vote. It's hard to look at the evidence that we do have and come to any other conclusion but for the fact that the elections were rigged, uh, rigged and stolen. So um, I, I think what we do have is pretty obvious and pretty glaring. But the, the hope is, the good news is it's fixable. Like I said, so much of this is taking place in Republican areas. We don't need to worry about necessarily cleaning up Democrat areas. They're going to do what they do. But if we clean up Republican areas, I do believe we'll be okay. We'll have enough to win this election. And the way we do that is getting people involved. People who, you know, are concerned about this issue become poll workers, become precinct yes. committeemen, go yeah. to, you know, precinctstrategy.com, go to causeofamerica.com, help scrub voter rolls. You know, we need this is an all hands on deck moment. Everybody needs to get involved starting now. Don't just wait until election day operations. Yes. Start now and start doing yes. the laying the groundwork now. And you know, just like Virginia in 2021, if you get enough people who care enough about this issue and show up and protect their local elections, conservatives will win the state. 
It's funny that you mentioned that, uh, Christina. I was just going to uh, point out that Governor Yunkin, uh, when he was a candidate, made sure that he had observers and watchers in every yep. single solitary precinct in the Commonwealth, and there are a lot. And even with that, we still saw the delays and the nonsense yep. we always see from Fairfax and Prince William. There's always, it never fails, there's always some difficulty in Fairfax and Prince William, but uh, try as they might, uh, Glenn Youngkin won. And so we really do need to see this across America. There's There have yep. to be independent observers uh, right. or conservatives or whatever it is, but in every voting precinct in America. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think Virginia, Virginia is the model, right? Virginia was the first real, uh, the gubernatorial election after 2020, and you fixed it. You solved your problem. Uh, and I in New Jersey did it. You know, it was Virginia, New Jersey in 2021. And New Jersey had the Republican up. Jack Chitterelli was up on election night into the next day after the election. Lo and behold, you know, it took them 10 more days to count additional ballots. And they mm. uh, these counties started flipping. It was like a repeat of 2020. The counties started flipping. And 10 days later, they called the race for the Democrats. Yep. I mean, yeah. And the reason that happened was because they didn't have enough people on the ground the way Virginia did. They can't claim that, oh, there's still ballots coming in. There's still ballots coming in. When you have people at all the precincts going, nope, we're done. They're, we're out of ballots. You can't claim yeah. that there are still ballots coming in. Yeah. Well, so the, we need, we we need people there. And I'll tell you, Christina, uh, the other part of this, uh, I'll say it as somebody who's worked inside the media for 30 years, are the are the water carriers and the apologists inside of newsrooms around America. Oh, they yeah. Could, they couldn't wait to uh, uh, start using terms like the big lie when nobody had even examined this yet. Right. Right. I mean, that narrative came out on election night. There is no yeah. evidence of election fraud. This is the most secure election in U.S. history. How do you know that? I mean— how do you know you haven't looked at anything? But they made these big sweeping conclusory statements that had absolutely zero basis, in fact. And now, you know, years later, we're, we've done enough examination to realize they were completely lying. They weren't true. Christina, I, I so appreciate you being here. I look forward to chatting with you, certainly as the, uh, the, the campaign for 2024 really, really, really gets up and running. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back. Thank you, ma'am. That is Christina Bob. She uh, was an investigative reporter for One America News. Many of us watch and enjoy One America News. She is an attorney. Uh, she represented President Trump during part of the 2020 situation. She's gone back and done investigations. Now she has a new book out. It's called Stealing Your Vote. Uh, she lays out some very interesting uh, examples and cases, and she's already been appointed or hired by President Trump to kind of be the point attorney for the 2024 campaign. And you know what I've said from, from day one? I don't know the answer to this. You got one side saying it's massive fraud, and you got another side saying there was no fraud, and I'm thinking somewhere in the middle is the truth. Was it enough fraud to sway the election? I don't honestly know, but man, responsible, serious, honest journalists should be the ones saying, we got to look into this. It's Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.